Hey, decadent one. Welcome back to Cosmic Mama Podcast. I'm your hostess, Andy Murphy. And today, oh my honey bunny, today I get to share with you Remington Donovan. Remington has been one of my heroes. And you know that saying, don't meet your heroes. Mm-mm, not in here. You'll hear us kind of geek out on a mutual love fest because we respect what the other one does in a way that's pretty palpable. I schedule most of my equinoxes and solstices around his offerings. So make sure that you do check out his teachings because I find them not only practical, but necessary as a spiritual being navigating through this crazy world. Of course, inside we'll talk spiritual evolution. We'll both kind of be dorks about our mutual love of hermeticism and the lineages that we come from. And most importantly with Remington, what I want you to hear is his joy and hope. The light that he is, the light that he embodies. Because anytime that I'm feeling a little bit shaky, I'll just watch something of Remington's and I automatically feel better. He realigns me to truth and to love. So I can't wait for you to get inside with us. So go ahead and light a bowl, light a joint, light whatever it is that lights your heart on fire. And I'll see you inside. Wait, are you a Gen Xer? Of course, I'm 44. Okay. I, well, I, I wouldn't have guessed that, but people in spiritual paths, I have like totally lose track of like time and age. And I'm yeah. like, oh, wait, you're 60? Like I'll meet people in <laughs> yoga or like in Los Angeles. They're kicking my ass in yoga. There's a woman, she's like 80 something. She can hold all these poses. I'm like, oh my God, I'm just... I'm like fat and out of breath and tired. <laughs> well, isn't that the beauty though? Like we're practicing agelessness. We're pra- like, we can surpass all of it. We can pause all of it. Well, you know, in hermetic magic, the teaching is the magician uh, gets younger. No, I don't. Cool. So it's the magician gets younger and the magician always has a nice place to live. Um, and those, mm. I've like found those to be, True. Even when I met my partner, when I met Gina, which I, when I, as a numerologist, and if you're single and you're meeting people you're interested in, naturally, I'm looking at their chart. Um, I'm, you probably do something similar, but um, I think we all do. I didn't really in a sincere way, but I saw her, her birthday and I was like, oh, probably just too young, but cool, sweet girl. And then when she found out how old I was she she wasn't like no she actually seemed more interested but she had no idea she thought I was like you know 34 35 and I was 45 and um I was like that's that teaching the magician always uh gets young the magician gets younger and I feel like I've always had a nice place to live like even when I was 20 just getting into everything and like washing dishes and renting a room, it was really nice. And I would find like a great place and I'd have like a roommate that was really wonderful. And like, I, and so that really always, I feel like getting a little programming of some of those teachings where it just is, Oh, here's the teaching. It opens up in my psyche and I'm like, okay, I'm always going to have a nice place to live. Yeah. I would say like the words I would use, like it goes in my field, right? That becomes the program that I have on auto run. Yeah. I keep getting, well, I do like your language and your videos are really fun to watch. 
So, um, we're, uh, should we jump into something? No, give me a second. We're going to open some space. Okay. Pretty please. Um, So, yeah, just uh, inviting everybody here who's with us to the joy that is Remington, to this present moment of you, to allowing all the opportunities and the grace and the light of you to find you right now, right here. Allowing this to be a portal of possibilities, truth, and of love that it may anchor in you an easier path to your destiny, easier blessings to your bliss. Hmm, as we come into this space today with you, with me, with Remington, into the eternal now. Oh, Remington, I love that I get all fucking poetic with you. Hey, that's uh, that's just how you go? I love that this was like the best uh, podcast intro I have yet to ever be a part of. So now I'm like, wait, I need some drums. Maybe I'll whip out the gong. <laughs> the gong is right over there. Uh, I haven't mastered the gong yet, but uh, yeah, this little shaman, I know how to do some drums. Would you consider yourself a magician? Like, is that the primary... Yeah, Yes, that's, that's a really good, that's a great question. And thank you actually for asking that. And because I get a lot of, and and all encouraging and nice, or I'll hear like wizard or this or that. Um, But technically, and my spiritual upbringing and my training would be uh, magic. And so I would say, yes, officially, I am a magician. But in that context, that loosely means someone who is uh, probably not that different from, say, a shaman. Like when I, a couple of the shaman, really, I know you now and Shaman Derek. Um, you know, I don't know if you guys know each other or if you haven't met yet, but I realized, like, whoa, a lot of the energy exchanges and the work, I was like, wow, we're really doing the same things mm-hmm. i just have a different language for it and that language would be ceremonial magic but i would like to say that it is a magician and a magician is someone who kind of it's like a sage and someone that's dedicated to this particular spiritual path that loosely you can people say is the western hermetic mystery tradition people mystery school it gets really convoluted because people hear that or they think study and they think that I'm literally been sitting around studying books and literally I was given my 22 years of formal practice with my teacher and now still doing it and now sharing a lot of these teachings was never like reading books I was assigned maybe two or three books total I own a lot of books and I read them and I have them and I reference them but these are all handed down traditions. And I do want to say, yes, it's a magician. And in the magical path, the context to say a wizard, for example, you know, like Gandalf and then that mythology, a wizard is really just someone who's only working with, with the just energies. And they're ultimately doing it for their own, just for themselves and eventually their own ego. And then that's where it turns into sort of black magic. So, but I get when people say that word, I know what they're meaning. I take it as a compliment. Um, 
And so it's, we're working in hermetic or ceremonial magic with what we call high magic, meaning we work with the divine kind of God force uh, and the energy behind that. So even if I'm using a crystal, well, you and I are on video currently, it's like the crystal itself represents like an energetic antenna that a higher energy comes through and it has like a signature life force. Hmm. So we're kind of working always behind the scenes and we align ourselves with nature more and more. Um, so in like my yoga stuff, it all really fits in, but magic likes to see what is the root seed of, of the sort of spiritual juice of many traditions. And so when then I have the techniques and the things and, I know we've been following each other's stuff for a bit and I break a lot of things down through the lens of tarot astrology, but that's just a tool to, uh, in numerology, that's just a tool for your own discovering, awakening of tapping into like that force, kind of like star Wars, like may the force, <laughs> but it's like that divine energy that we all have access to and that our infinite selves that we lose track of. And so magic is a method like many, like any real spiritual method of sort of that onion layering and and getting, get, kind of getting rid of the shit and getting into our true selves. Ultimately, you know, like well, life coach the, language is like your destiny or whatever. And I'm the sure you have your, your message. And this is why I keep coming back to you over and over. Like uh, you're one of my favorite people. Without us knowing on um, this plane, I think we've probably had some times together in the past. Uh, but sure. the beauty and the simplicity with which you offer such love—that's um, astounding. And you do break it down in this way that uh, makes it accessible. And so, even while we're talking ceremonial high magic, there's still your sweetness that comes in. It's like. You know, it's just kind of about love after all. Uh, it's, I, well, I really appreciate that. A lot of that, I mean, some of it might be my personality, but it's also my grooming where like you take these things that could be so heady and so out there, right? And people think I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm strolling around Los Angeles with like a robe and a staff, <laughs> which would be fun. Which would cool. be awesome. <laughs> but like, uh, you know, I was taught, you know, to like, especially with teaching or if I'm meeting with a client to not to to never speak in the language of astrology or the language of Kabbalah. Like, so if I'm doing a session, I'm not going to be like, oh, man, oh, God, you got Saturn in the 12th house. Like, oh, bummer. Right. Like, I'm just going to share what is that. And so some of that was just definitely my training. And I, I was able to I think it's because I also got to authentically learn it. So it was very down to earth and real. And it wasn't, it wasn't like a game or like a Hollywood thing or, you know, there's a drama magic it, with drama in it. But there's drama. Is it a mystery tradition that you learned through then? Yes. For lack of a better phrase. See, it, gets, okay. it gets a little confusing. So when, if I see Rosicrucian, hermetic magic, ceremonial magic, Western mystery tradition, um, mystical Kabbalah, things like that. That's all, those are all things that I know and was taught. Sometimes it's just called the yoga of the West. And so it's taken mm -hmm. on that cultural identity, but I had to learn 
I mean, I grew up with yoga, like very Eastern path with a teacher like Swami Satchidananda, one of these guys from India that came over during the 60s and started wrangling all these hippies that were looking for something deeper. And they could only find it through drugs and music and sex at that time. And then was like, no, here are some other elevated techniques. And what you're looking for is a greater experience of yourself and your soul. And I love that spiritual devotion. And then as a teenager, I really was interested. I, I just immediately gravitated towards tarot and all these things. But I wasn't interested in just the manipulation of energy and forces, right? Like, oh, someone could be a fortune teller, astrologer, a fortune teller, tarot reader. That's like that mm. from my perspective at a very lowly level. And then when I was lucky enough and I everything opened up and I met a teacher, I was like, wait, I have the spiritual devotion that I love. And through these techniques, and then I got to learn these part of some of those techniques as spiritual evolution meaning you're moving your your own spiritual evolution your own in magic it's called the great work and magicians are alchemists the great work is really your in the old language it's union with god but the modern version of that is your true will your real purpose your real destiny who you are authentically with all of the crap finally removed and you then help others get to that point and I still have my own journey, my own work, and just part of it has evolved in sharing what I share. Like, I never thought this stuff would be a job. Did you? It's not a job. Like, I, I delight in what I get to do every day, and can I do it with greater joy and less effort? Um, so, yeah, as you were saying the word devotion, uh, yeah, fucking lazy stoner cancer. I'm like, I don't do discipline. I can do devotion really beautifully, but discipline makes zero sense within this body. Um, I struggle with discipline. That's just, I, I have to make an effort. But when I say job, I mean like, uh, like it, a career, like this, I just, this is always been my, <laughs> my secret like, this is what I do in my life. And then I have my life outside of it. This is my private journey. My spiritual evolution is my private journey. And then coming to LA, it's like, oh, okay, I guess it's my face to share and be public about this stuff. You must. I mean, yeah, that fucking lion's mane didn't come from nowhere. We need to love you and see my you. south node and Leo. Wait, so you're a cancer. Cancer. What's your, what day of the month are you born? 27. Oh, you're nine. Oh, okay. Wow. Okay. Nine soul. That makes so much sense. Yeah. That's interdimensional, hidden, unseen realities. It's I've got it. Interdimensional. So you're talking to spirits. Things are Super. coming through. You're yeah. aware that's totally nine. And people do not know how to use nines. And when I meet a nine that knows how to use it well, I'm like, hell yeah, because that's kind of my favorite number because um, it's so out there. And it's just think interdimensional. It can see spirits. It can see, it can talk to, it can go into Akashic records. It can, it can. It, it lives in the records. Yeah. But fucking weird as a kid. Can I say that? Like that was, uh, didn't know that I was doing this. Didn't know other people weren't. Uh, so I think I spent most of my early years trying to figure out how to legitimize the only thing that I loved, which is this. What was so? I'm going to assume through that statement that your upbringing uh, wasn't supportive of interdimensional. Um, they weren't unsup 
uh, high school sweethearts from Iowa who have done zero okay. personal growth. So I love them. Uh, they're very good people, but <laughs> yeah, they didn't, they didn't have too many keys that got turned on. That um, got to be my journey. Yeah. I'm always impressed when I meet people that are like full in it or in this kind of work or their own sort of drawn to spirituality that grew up to me, what seemed like just straight laced sort of American. Cause I grew up on an ashram with hippie parents that absolutely encouraged that. And my mom is very sensitive, very intuitive. She has her own issues, mental health, whole thing. We'll talk about someday privately. I don't mind sharing it, but she's very in touch with spirit. And, you know, I grew up with yoga and chanting and mantra. So like, um, I felt like, okay, I'm in an environment that is um, the kids that I grew up with got to express that. Mm. And that was just part of normal life. And so I, as an adult, I'm way more grateful that I experienced as a kid. You're like, I'm a kid. I knew I was part of something that wasn't part of the norm. Um, I was very aware of it. None of us were that clueless that we're like, we only know yoga and meditation. Like we, Like, I don't, I think, I think people underestimate kids, but I really feel like we were all smart and super conscious, but I do think that there was a lot of limitations that I see how other people, um, were raised and some of those were removed because I'm always amazed how bizarrely successful out of like the 15 kids that we grew up together, or at least the first formative years till about 10 or 12, um, and like what they've achieved in the world. And I think just if anything, mm-hmm. it was like, oh yeah, sure. You can do that. God. Yeah. I was wondering yeah. about that. Were you born awake then? Like you just showed up ready to go. I, yeah. If I look at my chart, actually one astrologer friend of mine put it really well. She was like, you were kind of just born right into your destiny. And, um, and I feel like I chose, I chose the birth. It made it easier for me to do everything that I'm doing. You know, there's, I had my other issues and pulls and sort of dark side of my own growth and transformation. Wait, there's a dark side. I don't believe it. Come on. Yeah. Not like a sinister evil jerk. I just, (laughs) you know, I'm, I'm clean. Like I, you know, I, you know, suicidal depression and addiction, things like that. Like, oh, do really we call that dark now? I thought that was just part of uh, fucking being psychic, like dealing with all that. I well, I agree. It's very rare. Whenever I meet someone who's like full, like balls to the wall on some spiritual path, especially in our realm, that's more mysticism. I've like, I meet someone who's like, no, I was never inter- interested in drugs or anything. I, I'm like really you just like immediately like into just (laughs) consciousness through conscious like good for you like great everyone has their journey you know um and that was a part of my journey but you know my dark side i'm taking out with like my own suicidal depression from years ago like it's not like i don't you know i yeah um no, I would but say like insecurity, right? Like my darkness is pretty yeah. gross insecurity. It's not cruelty. It's not, uh, yeah. That's a good one. I mean, I think most of my clients, that's mostly what I see and just, you know, mm-hmm. whatever, some level of self-doubt, insecurity, I'm a loser, you know, all of those, those things that, you know, I've, I feel pretty 
confident and secure and I've certainly worked on that and I don't mind I like putting myself out there like mm -hmm. but I, I am grateful like that experience just it, it what really instilled in me is that sacred devotion and that's what I loved and I realized I love spirituality and as a teenager I still loved it even when I was going to like regular public school and even out of the kids that I grew up with that are pretty like worldly successful and all cool, we're still in touch, almost all of us. Um, I feel like I'm the only one that like took sort of quote spirituality as like, oh, this is the thing that also is my career wow. and I teach and I share and I do it literally for a living, you know, and I write about it now. Well, and it was the passion that met up that allowed you to incarnate there too, right? Like. We knew I, what the fuck we were doing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Give me and that one. The magical, all the magical stuff that I love, the, growing up on the ashram, which I don't necessarily consider, like, that's not my path, per se. I'm grateful for that experience, but it, it gave me an incarnation that I was able to lead to find the things that I wanted to find. Mm. And I clearly had something to, to learn through that. And I think that we do choose... You found it without any of that, with like, you know, corn fed parents that met in high school or whatever. Corn fed parents, but I also grew up in Louisiana. So, like, there was a lot of voodoo around and there were a okay. lot of plants that were talking. So, all of that felt very much like home to me without me understanding why. Um, I also have a North Node Scorpio at 1111. So apparently people are like, that seems to be significant for like, I couldn't get off track. Um, yeah, North Node Scorpio, you're full blown occultist. <laughs> my I'm like, my living is all this sort of Scorpio hidden mysteries of the universe. <laughs> but my North Node is Aquarius, super friendly. How do I help the planet be a better place? I'm sort of like, eh. Aquarius. I mean, like all this, like hidden mysteries and the occult and all this kind of stuff. But I'm like, I guess I gotta just. For me, at least, it's in the first house, which means I just wow. get to help shift the planet by me being me and sharing that content. Do you know what house your node is in? Because North Node Scorpio is super intense, super deep. Yeah, and just like your nine soul is, how am I un, uh, like, how am I getting into the hidden layers of you? Um, I yeah, I'm going to talk to you about that offline. I don't. Uh, I want to say it might be twelfth house Scorpio. I know that I've got you know. All right, so that's basically mystical as fuck. Yeah, no, that's yeah. that's like if anyone looks at my chart, I'm like, yeah, I'm fucking like I know I'm doing what I'm supposed to do here. Can I do it as effectively as possible? Like I. Well, you I, are because it's your. Thing and, and you you've created a thing out of it and people you know what i mean like that's, if you that's the new thing the self-created is what i keep hearing from the egyptian lineage that i work with and they're like self-created like this is it self-engendered and i'm like oh yeah i guess i, I guess i did do uh <laughs> it's an interesting thing to step back and witness the it all i you should give yourself credit the universe is really supporting your work authentically and mm -hmm. i don't think like I'll watch your videos. Like when I first found you on Instagram, I love the accent and the voice. And I'm just like, who is this woman? She is like a trip. And I mean that as a compliment and a character in the best sense. And I'm like, you're like, if I write a show, you're 
like in it like you're a char- like i don't mean character in a demeaning way i mean there's just such an energy frequency and a uniqueness that there is only like there is only one of you there like i you know i know other people that do all this different sim- probably similar things to what we both do even though we maybe we have a different language but like um I don't know. The, the universe is supporting it. And I think everything you're doing is only going to grow more. Thanks. And I feel and like, when- but I feel like what my job is, is to like, uh, just be a, the way shower of like, you're the only Remington. You can't do it like anybody else. Like the way that you come through. So trying to emulate anything doesn't make any sense at all, but can you show up more authentically as what you are? Because that's where, uh, that's where the magic is. That's where the synergy is. That's, that's the highest expression, right? Uh, yeah, a million percent. And I think everyone listening like should know that because um, it's uh, it, I think the new paradigm too is is ultimately is is people evolving into that another level of authenticity. Like in the magical tradition, the way we sort of conceptualize it and the, the sort of quote mythology of it is, we're coming out of an old consciousness that we call the Eon of Osiris. And that was like a time frame of sort of sacrifice. And the spiritual paradigm was one of, um, I sort of surrender everything to some greater high Holy spirit or some, some spiritual authority on some level. And, um, you know, that's, I will entrust to that process, right? It's the mythology of Christ. Christ was crucified. Osiris was cut into 14 pieces, rectified, transmuted, transformed, and became a god through the magic of Isis. And now we're in this, what we call the Eon of Horus, and then the new teacher, the new paradigm of spiritual teachers, each individual's connection with, with God, which we call our true mm-hmm. will. And it's i'm just complicating exactly what you said in very simple terms but that just to agree and that's like saying you're being you at this most authentic level let's just get rid of the crap and it's a lot easier to access that now and we're i think you and i and everyone listening we're incarnated at the cusp of this evolution so we chose a kind of wild time to be born and maybe we're not born in like, you know, we're like, I was born like, you know, some incarnation and maybe we were born in the battle of World War II or something. <laughs> but there's a, a consciousness shift in the spiritual paradigm. That's how I see it. But I, I think that we see evidence of it. And I think it's escalated big time in, in the last year in particular. And I feel like it's easier to be us than it ever has been. And I thank the generations before us because I think they had to tear shit down in a very different way. They had to go very dogmatic and very, um, they aren't as flexible as we are, right? You and I can hear new ideas and we're like, Oh yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. I got got it. Uh, I think we're very blessed in, uh, getting to do what we do now. But yeah, I want to make sure that everybody listening, like you will not be Remington. You will not be Andy. We need you to be the fuck who you are because that's the most beautiful thing that you could do. And that's the thing that people are going to resonate with and, and want, and that's where the, the, a lot of the channels and the doors and the opportunities Mm. open up in your life. Like I, uh, you know, I like look back on the progression of my life where I wasn't quite serving my purpose. Then I just some, for one reason or another, I was led to come to Los Angeles 
I've just recently learned because I don't even check a lot of astrology lines like geo uh, astrocartography. And so geo lines of my astrology, just like recently, I was like, oh, shoot, I actually moved on my Pluto Chiron line. And to put that in perspective, Pluto shows up to say, okay, you're not you're not living your soul. And so everything just got dismantled. And Pluto rules Scorpio, which is the great transformer. Mm -hmm. And so everything, I lost everything and everything that I thought I was trying to build up. And I moved out here. I'm like, I'm doing stand-up comedy. I have a television show in the works. I'm going to be a, a television writer, all this kind of stuff. But my real love was always been this hidden mystery of spirituality. And then it took a lot like that Pluto line transformation. And then all of a sudden I'm like, wait, I get to authentically really be me. I don't have to live a double life. I don't have to be like, well, I have my professional job. Like it all came in and I, I've been amazed and I've had my own journey. And I feel like in the last 10 years, I think the opportunities for people to make something out of who they are have never been better because everyone has access to a media platform. You know, it's like we don't need to figure out, well, let's get signed for a TV show. You're just creating content and you're putting it out there. We do workshops. And people, like, I'm amazed. Like, I just, like, that guy, uh, what is this, Wim Hof? He does ice baths. You know that is? <laughs> but I'm like, this freaking guy made taking ice showers a thing. Famous. And he's, like, famous for it. And, and like, makes millions. Yeah. 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 He, pro he probably does that. so well. <laughs> and he, like, makes these videos. And he's, like, playing his guitar. He's, like, a horrible singer. And I love him. And, like... I'm like, this is the paradigm we live in now. And so when I hear people whine and bitch and moan, like, I'm like, no, you, you just have to apply yourself a little bit and you can create content. You don't like just what, who are oh. you? What is the thing? And share the thing that you love. And stop waiting for permission. I need to make sure everybody hears that because I think everybody's waiting to be told that it's okay. And we all have like, uh, you know, Andy's internal Andy, like I'm a fucking mess. So the insecurities don't go away, but it doesn't make us frauds. It just means like have the courage to keep stepping out. Oh yeah. So well said and such an important message. And I'm going to I think I say that same thing in a more complicated way. And that's, that's it. And that's it. Exactly. And, you know, I just feel like part of my mission is if I can just help encourage people to line that, line that up. And, and that's ultimately what the, you know, magic people want to, they're like, I mean, here's, there's just a few of my books, right? I own a lot of books on mysticism, magic. I also got rid of a lot when I moved across the country so those are just a few of the gems and there's books underneath like but like it ultimately magic is hey can you just get unravel the true mystery of yourself and be that and maybe start sharing it Ooh. with the world like that's what it all comes down to and i think we love to complicate it well, and we love to, uh, you know, chew on it at a mental level. I work with Thoth quite a bit. And so like, yes, wasn't he wonderful that he created this whole concept of ideas and thought, but fuck, we can get lost in there. And it's, uh, to me, it's about dropping down into a heart space or dropping down into a womb space and like really embodying it rather than continuing to diatribe in it. Yeah, the diatribe, the um, all that 
crazy psychobabble. I actually want to ask you something about your work because I'm curious. And you do a lot of, you do like one-on-ones, right? I don't. I, uh, I used to, and I think energetically for me, it was just too much. Um, I, <laughs> I, yeah, I know it, it does take a lot because this type of work, like when I do a session with someone, like I have no room for error. I can't, you know, I've worked in restaurants before. I can't be like, oh shit, I forgot your iced tea. Like I need yeah. to be accurate and right in every single time. And I, I have to be on my game. I charge the expectation of that. Can I just say like professionally speaking, when people expected me to be right every time as a stellium in cancer who really wants to love and nurture, that pressure was a lot energetically. That's it. Right. Like, fuck. And who's right every time? Fucking nobody. Well, so did you find though with Akashic Records, um, and maybe this is just my experience and I don't, I can tap into Akasha records in my own way. And Thoth is a huge part of the uh, magical tradition. All divinations we mm-hmm. say come from Thoth or Tehuti. Oh wait, say that again. Just, All divinations come from Tehuti. Yeah. From Thoth. Thoth. So okay, it's cool. it very, he kind of rules magic, but um, that part of magic, but mm. I mean, sometimes I find like even with past life stuff, and I find that interesting. And in magic, we like go through past lives to find out what is there something we're still holding on to and just to clear it. But I have encountered where people get so lost in the mythology of their own like narrative where I'm like, you know what, you're incarnated here and now what the F are you just doing to empower yourself to move that ball forward? And you're still like worried about the time you were incarnated in 1292 and you were, you know what I mean? Like, and I think that stuff can be worked out, but I have found where people almost like they just got stuck in that and then created a whole thing. And I'm like, okay, that's cool. It's, it's helpful to know that, but then, then what? So in the Egyptian, the word for it that I love for karma is called cheba. And the cheba is known as the iron gripping fingers. So anytime that I'm in this place where like I'm clinging on, uh, mercef is the language that I use of like, just melt into it, right? Like the past is the past. I think a lot of people uh, get hung up on past lives. I see it a lot as bypassing, like It's not my fault. It's about fuck you guys. uh, That like, can you bring the wisdom forward? Because this is the entire point of incarnation is to go through this alchemical process of experiences that we raise it up to higher consciousness. So if like if you're stuck back here in 1292, what what good is this for us? It's not like gain the wisdom and move it forward. Um, I think yeah, and gaining the wisdom i've had the opportunity to see a lot of my past lives and then i'll see oh that does affect like part of my personality in this lifetime and there was like a i was like a nordic incarnation and i accidentally had killed my younger brother right i think it was like you know i don't know year nine something whatever and um but that like oh that feeling like i never want to hurt anybody and I feel like, oh, the way it manifested in this lifetime is I, when I was younger, was afraid to sort of sometimes stand up for myself because I would somehow thought, well, that was being aggressive and I would hurt somebody. 
And then when I saw that, right through special meditations and projections, I was like, oh, okay. I was able to just let it go because I was taught, well, that's coming up. So you can just, oh, yeah, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. I'm not incarnated in that. I'm not going around. I'm an only child. I feel like I was like, I'm going to be a goddamn only child. <laughs> fix this. <laughs> I don't want to happen again. Anybody. But I also have a client. I do past life work through pendulum and dowsing. Yeah, that's and what I, I wanted to know. Like, okay, so pendulism and dowsing, did you say? Yeah. Come on. So I guess that's how I, I guess in a way, is that like going into the Akashic Records? Of course. I mean, yeah, um, Akashic is just a field of wisdom, right? It's the it's the remembrance. It's the frequency exactly. of remembrance. So you're just tapping into it and navigating it. Uh, yeah, different. So I guess I'm doing that too. I just didn't describe it that way. But I had a, um, this was like, I mean, this has come up a lot, but I have a, a private a client that I turned into a private student. So I was teaching deep pendulum work, spelling out, seeing what past life and then we literally got into what her name was, which was like uh, Mrs. Uh, like uh, uh, it was Mrs. Rogers. So it was like a British, and she. And then it was a whole thing that we had deciphered that it turned out that there was this poor guy. They were married. His her, his brother was a judge, and then she was practicing like not witchcraft, but like hermetic magic, herbalism, things like that they're still burning a lot of us at stakes and whatnot. And so she got killed because of this betrayal. And then the, this poor soul that was her husband in that incarnation still hasn't reincarnated. And he came and visited us and we gave him permission to move on. And he just kept saying how sorry he was. And so this poor guy, she's reincarnated a million times and now lives in LA and is like, studying tarot with me and like has a very successful husband and she's really cool and she's great person you become a friend mm-hmm. too but like um this poor soul so it was interesting i was like wow this opened up something that there's this other soul mr rogers like the mr rogers <laughs> neighborhood was the name that came through and he felt so guilty and so bad he couldn't incarnate and he was stuck in that dimension wow. so we did the practices i know to help him move to the other side and she was able to give forgiveness it was like tears but it's like i do this for a living and i'm amazed the stuff that comes up like i don't i don't think yep. i've ever lost the sort of magic and wonder and i think how that's, could you and, and i think, I think that's how that's we do why it. i loved working individually because the beauty of each soul the journey of each soul. And what I would just say over and over, I'm like, I can't make this shit up. I'm not that clever. Like the way that it comes through and the beauty, like I, I couldn't make that up if I tried. So um, the awe, and I'm in the same place as you, like how can you not just love the being who's in front of you if you can see this? And I totally, and I, I love that there was another being that wasn't incarnated that I didn't even know or think about. She had long since moved on. And um, like, I'm glad to help another spirit. Yeah. Like he just like to hit for him to finally feel that 
Like it's almost like he waited this whole time for someone that I had to I go through these incarnations and these trainings, and then to have it aligned that this person would become my student. And I was teaching him cat. I was like, let's just see what if there's something about a past life, and then what the f? Like it just opened up this thing, and I rarely work with that but it comes up some like i'm a medium but i never advertise that or really talk about that much because generally mm-hmm. speaking i just don't want to be intermingling with all those spirits but some here and there it comes up and i've i've helped situations um so I've your psychopomping a- is the word that we would use shamanically what's the magical word for psychopomp when you're clearing a oh. spirit or helping a soul move from one plane to the next Oh, I mean, we don't have, there isn't like a, it's that it's, we're just like helping that spirit uh, pass to the other side so that they can move on because we, the way I was taught is often a ghost per se is just a little confused. And so instead of being scared, I learned to approach it with uh, compassion saying, oh, this poor person, this poor spirit just isn't sure what's going on and is attached to something Perhaps, and I negotiate. I'll say, hey, you know, you may not meet someone else for quite some time that can help you. That is a good angle. I never thought of that. That, One of my my teachers, Gurjas, who's a yogi, she was like, just reason. And, and, And I say it that way. And I was like, now it makes so much more sense. And then they listen. They're like, oh, okay. And then instead of like, I see these shows like ghost hunters and stuff and everyone's trying to like get scared out of their pants and all this kind of stuff. And I'm like, try a little compassion. This is just a confused being that also has their, their thing. So I just say, you know, this is probably your shot, but you're, you know, people, we think that everyone's into this stuff, but if you camera back, we're a small part of the population that's working with doing we're just immersed in it you know so i think that has helped and here and there they'll come uh and i know they're they see and recognize that there's something in me that can help but i don't try to go out of my way and call in because i i had one spirit and one a ghost this woman's dead father was so excited that I made contact and then I'm driving on the 101 in Hollywood. And then he just tried to show up. And I was like, uh, uh-uh. this is like, this Fucking is on boundaries. her terms. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Damn ghost boundaries. I have, I have boundaries. I'm like, you cannot come in my bedroom. You cannot come in my shower. Like there are rules and there are times in this household if you need some help. And if you step outside of that, mm, wait for somebody else. <laughs> so, in magic officially though we don't try to do too much intermingling if it comes up we have the techniques um and we just approach it compassionately but um i you know i've known people my mom knew a medium that was channeling some entity and like you know giving these talks that the entity would come through and then they died of spontaneous combustion like a lot of people are opening themselves up to things that maybe don't have their best interest in mind. 
I completely agree. Um, just because it doesn't have a body doesn't mean it has any better wisdom or opportunities or access to shit. It just means it want uh, like my perception on it. Everything wanted to be have a front row seat for the big show, right? We are the big show. We have been waiting fucking lifetimes for every being in all the galaxies. Like, yeah, how do I get it? They'll come in any way they can. Um, that's a that's really well said, and I I really like it in that that perspective. And so I've, I've just seen it and like, man, I've seen the, the repercussions. So that's why like, I'm trying to help like incarnated beings. We get a lot of visitors. My partner now, like all of a sudden it just, once she was with me. Yeah. Like, she's all that abil- and didn't know it. Is that what happened? Yeah, she could. She clearly has been doing this for lifetimes, and then because she picked up numerology tarot like right away, and then she's seen entities, and I was like, oh, okay. And now she's always like, oh, there was an entity last night or this. So now I don't know if it's since like COVID or whatever, but it's been entity and RN entity galore. And uh, Los honey, Angeles, it's LA. Like fuck, man, it's LA. Y'all have got LA that got stirred up in this last year. Yes. And then I think there's just a lot of like transient entities and sometimes they're just walking through your house, you know, like they're not even like interested in anything about you. They no. just are like, Oh, whoops. I, I, this is, I'm just, I'm just passing through. So I'm always burning. I burn dragon's blood. That's one of the magical techniques. Um, the resin, not like okay. a stick incense. Like I get the resin and, and there's a lot of counterfeit dragon's blood. Uh, there's, there's two types. I know the smell. And so just, you know, full moon. We got this also eclipse coming up. It's just Let's burn some dragon's blood. And there's a weird portal in our laundry room. And we were, when we first moved in, it's like kind of, it's a dank laundry room, hallway, little doorway. The most unattractive part of our little apartment in LA. And it was like portal central. And finally, one of my teachers just gave me this little selenite and I, I just started putting it there that really helped it actually melted and i was like no. like out of a movie melted yeah actually it was we're yeah, no, I'm, I'm totally curious to see that it, it um, may not i want to see how much it comes now it's selenite so it's easy it's easily scratched it's hard to tell how like yeah no if scratch. you get it wet but there's nothing wet but it's i don't know how much you can see but these lines and these edges just all melted in one night and i was like okay but this weird little stone actually helped clear it out and then i played i use dragons but not sage i do burn sage just for vibe but um wait say that word again you use sage for what just it's good vibe energy okay great you know? thank you. uh dragon's blood in my tradition that's used for banishing entities okay um, um i have a lot of mayan soul history so like you give me some black copal and i'm like oh that, that's the sweet stuff right there copal will clear so, anything okay so that'll clear entities because i love the smell more than dragon's blood dragon's black blood copal, though not gold the gold is going to call okay. in the blessings the black when you can find it through the right shamans who have gathered it is the right way of doing it. Yeah. Oh, okay. Some point I'd, I'd love to get that. Happy. And then yeah. the dragon's blood is, 
is our tradition and it it will clear it just clears and it's good to burn on a full moon or if you have nightmares oh okay i've never liked the smell of it but maybe i haven't smelled the real thing it's a no it's not as copal frankincense all smell better sandalwood all those things is other resin <laughs> dragon's blood is it's it's uh yeah no it's not the best smell i'm gonna say it's not an incense i would burn for like mm, fragrant incense in the bathroom <laughs> i feel like i've smelled very floral ones then like i it was too high of a note that i didn't like i go oh no this oh no that's some funk I will send you some. Just message me your address okay, and I'll get it out um, in the next few days. It's like, um, it's super, super, in, it's super intense, more earthy, intense. Okay. Definitely not I sweet, perfumey. Okay. Okay, I, I actually that. like it. Gina Gina is my partner and she, we like it, but I get, but also like, I've just, it's been entity central and and I think it's partly you're right though it is a lot Los Angeles is just crazy town. <laughs> yeah, no, some fucking hellmouth opened around you guys. It seems like that humans aren't. Uh, how are you doing in all of that? May I ask that? I mean, I'm doing great. Okay. All my magical training is you're taught to abs always stay centered and focused on your path. My old teacher is always like. A, fucking hand grenade should be able if you're doing a meditation a hand grenade could go off right next to you and you won't flinch um which i'm glad he never tried that but um <laughs> i was thinking of doing that on a retreat at least getting a bunch of firecrackers um uh, but oh, nowadays great. nowadays like everyone's yeah that would be an invite private <laughs> thing only but um so I'm okay, but you know, like we're doing well and we've been in the strictest lockdowns now, just now things are kind of starting to open, but, um, the, there has been a weird energy. I mean, our neighborhood, which is a nice area now has just been riddled with way more crime and like crazy stuff, like, like literally gunpoint robberies and things like that. Um, mm. and so and I'm not one to like get into the, the fear narrative, but I see it and it's happening for real. It's not just, Oh, I'm like, I don't even look at the news really. I'm just seeing it. I, my neighbors are informing me. So we're all kind of keeping an eye out and uh, it's, yeah, it's crazy. It's weird. A lot of my friends have left, but LA, I think, you know, this one guy I met once little, just, not somewhere above like a street person, but sometimes you'll get some wisdom and he's like, there's so many geniuses in LA cause we're right on this fault, you know, the San Andreas fault. Uh, and we're always on the edge of, of like death. And then he was like, you know, thousands of years ago, there was beings, wise people and mercury ships flying all around from like Atlantis here. And I was like, you know, he's probably right. Probably right. <laughs> yeah. No, they, um, <laughs> and just a little that, blip that we don't see mm -hmm. totally i'm grateful for los angeles a lot of people come here you have your trials and tribulations and if you're meant to be here this city will love you and it's loved me and one thing after another has kept working out for me here mm -hmm. but you know if we move it's like i'm just tuning in and where spirit wants me that's where i'm gonna go okay i think it's and good that 
What do you see as the resolution of this for? What's what's the fix, Remington? The fix? Like, oh, I mean for this current planet situation? Yeah. Well, like, okay. I'm going to give you my theory. Um, and these are based on things I was taught, not just what I'm making up. Um, so I guess it's not my theory. But the teachings are that we are, the magical teachings are we're really on a pivotal consciousness shift in a cusp. And and now people call it the new age. People call it the Aquarian age. People call it like a, some awake, great awakening is happening. All this kind of things. But I do think that it's more important than ever that even like you and I and all of us and everyone listening as individuals hold this space and never lose sight of their own personal spiritual development. The planet is not going to evolve if we don't evolve as individuals. And as we do it as individuals, that has a very profound and fast ripple effect. And I think the timelines are escalating because I don't think like the sort of light forces necessarily are always going to win. And I'm seeing people fall off their path left and right. And I just think it's important that we hold that space and we hold this consciousness and we help others with the techniques. Do you have your techniques that you share and teach with others to get in touch with me? I have the techniques that I share and whatever, like, path you're supposed to be on like you're gonna find it just start going down one path the things will open up you know like i got really interested in like wicca when as a teenager and i don't call myself a wiccan or a witch it opened up for lead the things and i thought that was my thing so but i the i think the timelines are are escalating we've never had more opportunities to be ourselves and even monetize that if we want. Like people give these like TikTok stars like shit. I'm like some Gen Z fucking 12 year olds making 30 million a year or something. And I'm like more power to them. They just right. tuned into like, hey, I'm like, there's whatever it is that is your thing. But also the success is going to come from having your own caliber in your aura. Right. Like, you know, I meet a lot of people that are trying to shift into doing something like what you and I do and they want to help people. But I'm like, you also have to work on your capacity with it. You know, Would you teach me that part because I've heard you say it before. Um, I mentioned it when we were on Clubhouse. OK. Yeah. Would you talk to me about how we expand that capacity then? Well, the techniques I use is I'm very consistent with like my meditation and my, and whether it's meditation, it's my connection, like sort of creating that space where I'm connecting with my infinite spirit and that energy just opens up, even though I still feel like I'm low level shadow band on Instagram and things like that. <laughs> um, I don't even want to get into all the politics, but I know it because I, because I'm super pro free speech and medical freedom, but um, you know what I mean. We're, yeah. I see some things you follow. We follow on some stuff. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, personal choice, of, no judgment. Yep. <laughs> I, I mean, I have the. I mean, I do have a lot of experience, but I feel like maintaining my own personal practice is my professional obligation, but that also helps. That's why I have like a waiting list of clients. I think that's, you know, and I know people that are doing this, they're way sort of more successful and bigger and they're, they're kind of famous in this realm. Um, 
Mm-hmm. And so they, maybe their aura, they hold it. And then I think it's some level of what we're doing, what we're supposed to do. Not everybody has to be a, a media, spiritual teacher, podcaster, like, you know, like sometimes. I heard it in might... comedy one time and somebody's like, not everybody wants to be Kevin Hart. Like, dude, does he even get to breathe anymore? He's got this empire, right? We don't all need the empire, but enough I would of love- us doing our thing, I think, uh, will change a lot. I think this is so cool now. Like I started, I started learning magic before the internet existed. And now like, um, you know, I just finally, I got over my own shit and I was like, I need to post. Like if you're, if you want to make it like that, getting your name, building a brand, allowing yourself to be some level of known or famous, like that is what you just have to get over that shit. You know, there's a, there's a magical teaching about prosperity in business that if you want a successful business, reconcile whatever issues you have about fame right now, because you need to get whatever it is you're doing and producing, it needs to get out to people. And also, some people are delusional. Not everyone has anything interesting, you know? Like, it may not be your thing. I live in L.A. where people are constantly trying to be... I'm like, you don't want to be an actor. You don't give a shit about acting. You want to... You have the fantasy of fame, (laughs) right? Like, go... If I've taken acting classes, and that was the hardest, most art-driven like discipline. And I was like... uh, Oh. Yeah, never mind. <laughs> I'm out. <laughs> oh, yeah. I was like, I just thought it would be good. My dad was an off-Broadway actor. My uncle was in tons of Broadway shows in New York. They're like New York City actors, right? Theater actors. So I was like, yeah, that'll be fun. I'll, I'll learn a little. I have a good personality. And then I was like, whoa. And then I finally saw that. Like, but then I'm like meeting people in LA. I'm like, you, you don't love acting. You just you know, yeah, you want to be famous or whatever the case is. You love that. Um, so you might as well just try to be a TikTok influencer. You might do well at it. <laughs> I have a friend who I, they messaged me on Instagram. I haven't looked at their Instagram in years. And all of a sudden they made roller skating their whole thing. They have like a uh, hundred and like 40,000 Instagram followers. And it's just roller skating videos. Really sweet artist. And I was like, wait a minute, this is exactly this paradigm we're living in now. Yep, you do you. Like, bring the joy through your body however it's it a, needs to, and people will pick it up. All right, I'm going to ask you, I'm going to put you on the spot. Where do you feel like is the next level for you to be more you? Um. Well, and I, I was, yeah, you said it. Like, it's the personal work, right? We've got to keep doing this and cleaning the vessel. Um. I just got into sacred partnership. So I think that finally arriving is allowing a little bit of um, like safety for me to be able to get bigger. Oh, that's huge. I, you know, I want to touch on that because, and you probably experienced this. Most people, they either want to up their career or they're looking for that right relationship. I mean, that's, it's really, if you're doing readings, that's mostly, that's, that's that's the questions. (laughs) <laughs> and um, and what I found too, because I mean, I really attracted the right relationship for me much later in life, and I struggled. And when I was younger, I just was like, I was like a nice, sensitive boy, and I really hoped to get married and have a family, like mm-hmm. every girl's dream. 
but um and it, it really for me though it was like when i finally stepped into my right work and doing what i'm doing now and then that shifted something in my psyche that attracted the partner that i have that showed up that really energetically but also technically now supports mm. it mm-hmm. and we collaborate and then um and so i think that people are drawn to you got to be sort of doing your thing and then i met someone just like you said i think being in a right relationship can help you help each other expand the work whatever it is. And, well, um, and it was a thing that you said recently, too, because this relationship uh, is new on this plane, but very ancient. Uh, it, it's fucking old. Uh, but you said something. I'm really happy for you, by the hey, way. Hey, thanks. Uh, you gave me a two-year, too. So, yeah. Yes. Uh, that's... I was like, open to whatever the wants to come. But you said you never go looking because the right thing will always come. And so I sat in that place with like total peace of like, can I have the life that I want? Can I have the career that I want? I have a great relationship with my kid. Um, you know, last year was really hard, but at the same, I can only be pretty blissful with the reality that I get to participate in every day. So I'm not looking for that anymore. And that's um, about the exact time it showed up. <laughs> oh. that, that Me too. I finally, yeah, it's like you're looking outside or... Like, it's good to, like, have some standards, but at the same time... It, Searching it, I, was the wrong way I, for me. Yeah, I think that's often the the wrong way. But I think for me, too, as a man, stepping into sort of my work, and a lot of my issues and insecurities of the past is, like, I'm a failure as, like, a 40-year-old man. I haven't accomplished any worldly things, right? I, like, thought I was going to get this TV show in L.A. I'm standing up, and I'm just like, wow, I don't even – I'm literally – I have a bicycle, and I take the bus. And so that is just a programming that I'm like, I'm a societal failure. And I think that the stepping into my work – Uh, I also had one big Hollywood thing open up for me. So that was like, wait, no, I can do this. But what do I really love is the spiritual work. And I think there's something that changed my frequency because I was settled in what my soul is supposed to be doing. It made a lot easier. I think it just made me more attractive energetically. Well, and there was like nobody wants to be with a putz. No, and And nobody wants. Yeah, you exuded the peace, but you also exuded, um, because to me, yeah, I know. Reming, I love you. Like I listen to you a lot and your uh, words radiate through here a lot. So it's that lust card, right? Like fucking the passion. Wow, paying attention. For purpose. Oh yeah. I pay a lot of it. I keep, I have notebooks full of your words. Um, the passion for what I do, like that's what drives me. It's not the success of it. It's not the, um, like, I don't need to be the best. I need to do it in this way that, like, uh, the lust card is what I keep I, coming back to. So true. And I, I feel like we, I, I'm, pro- I'm speaking for you, but I think that I, I can, I think we're both on mm-hmm. the same page where um, I feel like I do the thing that I love the most that I would totally do for free. And it's the thing that I winds up being how I make the most. Yep. money that I need to live. And, and I real that was like a big lesson. Like, wait, that, yep. that is possible. Like, I, I, wait a minute, I would just be doing this anyway. 
And then there's like, okay, let me learn some business structure. Like how I got to post consistently on Instagram, you know, there's all that stuff. But, you know, if you're trying like whatever your business or where you want to expand financially, just put yourself out there. You know, you might have a great job. I mean, I have a client who had a $340,000 a year job and was unfulfilled. And she was like, well, I want to quit and teach some yoga. And I literally was like, yeah, why? Sure yeah, like... But she quit and she's doing her thing. She doesn't make <laughs> as much money, but she'd been doing that job for years and she, the money wasn't the thing. Yeah, you stockpile at that point in time, right? I think I think once you have that many digits in a paycheck, like you have a little, a little more comfort, you can do this. I definitely know people have more than that and then stockpile shit. But LA, you'll like see a 17-year-old kid in a uh McLaren, you know, million dollar sports car. God. And it's like normal. When I first moved out here, the wealth is amazing, but I'm glad it goes in my psyche. I'm around very creative people that yep. are very successful doing something creative. And the lesson I learned from that mm-hmm. was, oh, I can just do something uniquely creative and I can turn it into a thing. And I am grateful for that. And the old part of me that was like, how the fuck did this person do that and now i'm like oh well okay they tuned into their success like wim hof and ice baths oh wait <laughs> like was... an ice bath yeah oh, i t- cold showers in la are never that cold when i visit my mom in vermont they're freezing like in the winter they i was like oh this is the real deal and I'm can like, you tell no. me the best thing about uh my entire family uh personal family uh not soul family, personal family moving to Vermont. And they're like, do you want to go? And I'm like, no, like, thank you Wait, so much. You, your family is in Vermont. Yeah, my, my parents and my sister are moving to Vermont. So they're all oh, going to move up wait, there. Okay. So tell me why it's wonderful, please. So that I'm like, okay, I'll visit. Oh, Vermont is, have you ever been? No. Oh, Vermont, high spirit, high David realms, very enchanted. The land is off the charts. And there's, there is real earth spirit magic and, um, you will feel it. Like even, uh, I've been all over in New England and I grew up well, my, from New York originally, but I mostly then grew up in Connecticut, but New York was a big part of my upbringing. But, um, anyone will know Vermont, this, you just cross in the border. It says, welcome to Vermont and the whole energy shifts and it's very enchanted. Great. Okay. You'll see what I mean, but also maple syrup is really good <laughs> and it's like really inexpensive. Right. Uh, but there's a lot of like organic food. Like it's, it's a weird little magical mm-hmm. bubble. So uh, I think you'll really love it. Um, I don't know that you'd want to live. Like, I feel like it, it could get boring, but it's an enchanted land for sure. Thank and you. you'll see it. Like, because you could be in Massachusetts and then you cross the border. You can be in New Hampshire. Second you cross the border, the energy shifts. I don't know what it is. I don't know why the energy and there's a peace. And huh. it's also called like the, the community or the friendship state or something. And um, Thank there, you. You will see the magic. So you'll love it. You'll be like, oh, I'm glad I maybe once a year I get to go to Vermont. 
Wait, can you say that? Do you know the general area yet? Um, no, I think oh. that's they're they're scouting this summer, so that's what we're going up for. We've they've got an Airbnb. They're spending a month there, and everybody's scattering, and I get to hang out with my uh, niece. So okay, um, well, off of this, just message me, and I can I'll I'll help you direct. I'm pretty familiar. My mom's lived there for thirty plus amazing. years or something. So it's like uh, I, I like to visit. No, and that's, that's what I needed because I'm just like, what the f- y'all are going to Vermont? Uh, but yeah, the Davic stuff would make sense. My mom's got very strong Scottish uh, Fey ancestry that okay, yeah. always wants to come to life. So maybe that's where it gets to. The I the Davic realms are very there. There's a couple of spots in Connecticut that okay. I blew you away because Connecticut, you're like, ah, oh, it's kind of generic, boring. It's not just someone suburb of New York and Vermont. And you'll see it. Uh, So I'm excited. So we'll connect and I'll help you out. I love that. that. Thank you. Um, I want to ask one really big question before we finish today. Okay. You always are radiant, but you always are full of faith and hope. Where does that come from? Probably Aquarius astrologically. It's my grooming. It it just, I spent my entire life with the message that someday we could actually have a, a planet of, of peace and that we are uh, in this transition um, where people will be getting in touch with themselves for real. But I don't, honestly, I don't know. I definitely believe me, there's some doom and gloom. I'm like, what the hell is happening? But um, I, I know that it's my job to hold that space and to inspire others. So they're not fucking freaking out because I get a lot of messages you probably do too. People are imploding and they're scared and they know something's up. Um, and I just, I know it's my job to hold that space. Hmm. Um, you do it beautifully. Uh, yeah. I listen to you all the time. Uh, I don't miss a class with you. So I'll just make sure that everybody listening, like, uh, yeah, just like block your calendar around when Remington is teaching, please, because you don't want to go through a portal without it. Well, every time you sign up for something, though, I'm like, oh, it's like a celebrity is joining. I'm always like sort of awed and starstruck. I, know. Uh, so. I think we just get to do it mutually. So uh, hopefully we've worked through that today a little bit. Right. Uh, but yeah, I, I really like, uh, yeah, I don't know when you're doing your solstice stuff, but I'm like, yeah, I'll, I'll schedule everything the, around and stuff. <laughs> so that's going to be Saturday the 19th. I wanted to do it to give people a heads up because so you can plan what the hell you're going to do for the solstice because it's a very, very important time. And it's, we can set a one year pattern and I'm going to get more into that, but that's why I'm like, I'll give you the info ahead of time. So then on the solstice, you can really set the energy that you want. Um, And it's it's a big deal. One without you anymore, because it is such, uh, and again, not just the information of how to get through uh, these dates, but also your weaving of numerology into it that gives us a different perspective on why this one is important, not just another solstice. Exactly. That's where I love numerology. It's like, <laughs> so good. and then I never know, I, you know, before I teach something, I, I like meditate. I'm, I'm like working on it now. Like I'll spend a lot of time, but then all of a sudden it's like, I get the, the message, it comes together. And then I'm like, okay, I'm going to break this down and explain it. And I think that's the key. A good teacher has to be a good teacher. Like you got to be able to share it and explain it. 
you know. And, and it's funny because my process of teaching right now, like I can download it maybe about 12 hours before I teach it. Um, and that's really frustrating to my need for like, I want to provide good content and I want to feel prepared. And uh, things are moving too quickly right now that I yeah. can't, like the transmission has to be hot. I, I totally, well, I know you seem low. Like I watch your videos and it's like, whoa, she's just tuning in. It's coming through. But Andy, like you, you encapsulate things and make it very approachable. And like you, so much you said now, I'm like, oh, that's, that's just a good way to say it. So, I mean, you're just a great communicator and you have a fucking great accent. Um, I don't know about the accent, but I will, I'll take it. Thanks so much. That just makes it, it's like, so I'm like, what, like I said, like, I think it was over a year, two years ago. And I was like, who is this? Who is this character? I gotta, like, I can't get enough. And you reached out to me one time on Instagram and you were like, so friendly and jovial. And I sent you a message. I'm like, I think you must've sent a message to the wrong, like, (laughs) I totally freaked out. Cause, uh, yeah, I was like, there's no way he was talking to me. Um, well, you are amazing. This was so cool. Um, I'm so glad. Uh, and obviously we'll be even more in touch now. And I just started my own podcast. So in the next couple months, we're just figuring it out. Like you got to hop on. I would love to. Would you let everybody know? Because, uh, you just got a book done. Um, Oh yeah. Tell us about all the good stuff so we can follow you. My book is out on uh it's 11 11 of 2019 that's when the that this is just the publisher they're not even like a a new age publisher they they make like a lot of cookbooks and gift books and biographies um and so they just but on amazon it's saying 11 9 so i don't I don't even know that's out of my hands, but this fall in November, early part of November, my numerology book is, will be officially released. It already hit number one bestseller on Amazon. There's not even the cover is, isn't finished yet. It's, I know the design, but they like to just tweak it a little bit right up until that time. Um, And it's, so it's numerology that's going to be the beginner's guide to um, the mystical meanings of numbers. And what I'm doing and my intent with this book is I just want to share with you how I do as a, literally a professional numerologist, my process, what I do and how to do a numerology chart. But then also here's a foundation of some of the numbers because there's so much like mumbo jumbo online. And I really want this to be the gold standard to say, okay, I'm seeing nines everywhere, or maybe I'm seeing a number that adds up to nine. What does that mean? And so it's super approachable, which I think is my style, but I'm really excited because this publisher, Hardy Grant, and then they're called Chronicle in America. um, They love aesthetic and design and it's a hardcover book and i have amazing designers and it, it, Ooh, the, the, the universe like have you got the pages feel like butter i have some of their other books my friend okay. uh everyday magic is a witchcraft book and nice. then my friend lisa lister her book code red which is like feminism and menstrual cycles mm-hmm. uh, and the power of being a woman uh she's a really good friend of mine but um 
they do this publisher does a great job and there's really i'm going to say really good energy around it like my yeah. designers are like one of them emailed me when we she got assigned the job and she was like i just want you to know that like tarot symbolism yoga are like my favorite things and so the universe just came together and was like i'm going to give you a very supportive team and they reached out to me and like I had done, I had already written like my first draft. I literally woke up one day. I I can picture, I was just like getting out of bed, like, oh, slippers on like that turn as you get out of it, roll out of bed. And I literally was having this thought. I was like, man, okay, you know what? It's time to really pursue getting the book deal. This book has to come. And then I like, you know, I should say the first thing I started doing was meditating. But that day I'm like, let me look at all my DMs. And this editor reached out and said, I'm interested uh, maybe in a numerology book. Would you like to speak more? And I knew it was a legit publisher. And I was like, okay, but it's like, it all lined up and they're great. And, you know, some people message me thinking, oh, they're trying to control and this and that. I'm like, no, they're actually just trying to make the best book possible and are super supportive and, um, it's because the universe is like, dude, you, this book has to come out. And One I love main- you said gold standard. Like, I love that you were putting that in is like, this is the new Canon. <laughs> I, that's, yes, I, yes, not please. to be like, I have confidence in what I have to share. And there's so much dumb shit on numbers out there that I want to set the record straight. And it's also going to be fun. It's very approachable. There's cool visuals. So if you're like a visual learner, it's like a picture book. <laughs> I'm so excited. Um, I'm so radiantly proud for you because, uh, um, yeah. yeah. I'm super excited to drop this on the planet. And I think especially now where people need whatever tools they have to access their sense of purpose. And that's what a numerology mm-hmm. chart tells you is like a little better insight in an instruction manual of who you are, what you're good at, what you can do. And that's what I, that's what this book is. Well, and if everybody was living purpose, like the world changes very quickly. I know. Could you imagine how different yeah. the world would be if yeah. like people had some greater sense of themselves? Like, yes. And that's our job. And I think everyone listening is attuned to that. Yep. Um, And the other piece that I'll just add for uh, my sweet loves who are listening today, joy is your greatest protection. (laughs) If you have it, that's really good. um, When you can be in this uh, radiance of truth of joy Uh, for the Egyptians, joy and power is the same word. So, uh, you know, in magic, that's the Lima love and will will meaning the power of you and the love is the law. Oh, let's change the world, Remington Donovan. I'm so let's grateful. Let's do it. Thank you. Um, all right. We will obviously be in touch. We could, you and I know it could go like, it could be midnight. Yeah, blah, 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 blah. Days. So, um, I'm going to work on some dinner for dinner. Um, and thank you. My cheeks hurt from smiling with you so much. So uh, I'm going to go and take a walk and have some dinner with my kid. But uh Okay, I love you so much, and we will be in so much touch, and I can't wait to listen to this, and you're going to be on my new podcast. Love it. All right, you rock. Don't you just feel so yummy? Like I said, that's kind of how I feel every time I engage with anything of Remington. (sighs) Yeah, I'm just going to let myself soak it in, and I want you to give yourself permission to soak it in as well, because there was a ton of stuff coming at you today. 
new ideas and concepts or maybe old ones to you, but I really just want you to soak in and absorb the possibilities as through the lens of Remington. And thanks for indulging us in uh, so much of our goofiness together in mutual love and admiration. We've got great teachers out there. Um, I'm lucky to just be one of them. Remington's another, but got good sincere people in this world right now who want to guide you even more cleanly into your own truth so make sure you check out what Trevor Remington's doing well you kind of know what I'm doing and I love you so much see you next time